frontline communities in Washington State have a voice at the 2022 UN Climate Conference in Sharm El Sheikh, Egypt, this month as farmworker advocate Edgar Franks joins a delegation of U.S.-based workers and environmental justice leaders to bear witness at this annual meeting and strategize with advocates from around the globe. In collaboration with Rainier Avenue Radio, Environmental Justice Coalition Front and Standard is producing this local to global report on the front lines. Hi everyone, this is Jill Mangaliman, stationed here in the Pacific Northwest as your climate justice storyteller, and I'm kicking off Front and Standard's frontline reporting in Sharm El Sheikh, Egypt, where folks are gathering for people on the planet at the UN 27th Conference on Climate Change. This is Crash the Cop 27 with Jill and Edgar. Shout out to Rainier Avenue Radio. Special thanks to Tony B and his team at Rainier Avenue Radio for broadcasting our frontline community reporting. And shout out to Environmental Justice Coalition Front End Centered for producing this local to global report on the front line. The rest of the hey, Joe. How's it going? I'm trying to get my radio voice on here. <laughs> How are you? All good. Too. Uh, it's it's going. Um, the the mall is transforming into Christmas mode, uh, holiday mode. There's like lights and music and stars and stuff. So it's pretty a uh, big transformation. <laughs> it's like All right. it's, it's only November. <laughs> <laughs> they just skipped over Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, an extension of the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, work- I'm just working on. It's good. I'm right now. I'm just working on some pictures from some. Yeah, from panels and uh, and uh, actions. So I'm about to upload a couple of them in a couple minutes. So, um, but yeah, it's it was a it was actually pretty. A pretty busy day today. Yeah. Did you all um, do an action in the inside? Um, the inside the blue zone, yes. Um, today there was a group that was uh, putting together an action to kind of like uplift uh, human rights and especially people that have been incarcerated. Um, like in land defenders and um, people that have been disappeared or imprisoned for defending the earth. I um, mean, also po- prisoners of conscience, no, like political prisoners. So there was a big action today inside the blue zone, which was very powerful. Thousands of miles and very long hours to be here with you Perfect. all. Speaking about extreme 
people from different communities from around the world speaking or just you know hearing each other's story and a lot of people supporting so that was a very very powerful event to be at um so yeah um tomorrow there'll be some more actions i think on the inside but you know, for my for my first time being inside it was it was you know um it was kind of a break from the norm from what i've been doing just walking around and going to the green zone which is more like a it looks like a, you know, just like a trade show, basically. Um, but, yeah, being on the inside was totally different in the blue zone. Different energy. Did you say like a trade show? It looks, feels like it a little bit inside the green zone. Ah, uh, I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like different booths with different information and um, like all these like corporations or businesses like talking about how green they are so it's like a different yeah. energy in the blue zone it's like you know a lot of you can see all the there's a difference intense a different intensity to it hmm. yeah i think i once attended a there was a conference like that in seattle at the convention center and i think someone gave me a ticket and i was like wow this is this is a lot. Like, uh, yeah, it's such a big industry, the green industry. It's really hard to kind of be in those spaces sometimes. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't really feel like community. No, it's like people trying to sell you ideas or the newest like technology to improve your business. <laughs> yeah basically so yeah in the blue zone yeah though i mean you can see everybody that's like i mean there's like panels going on everywhere it's a lot it's very busy people from all over the world just like getting out information and meeting and connecting um you know you can see all the negotiators pass by so um a lot of, uh, um, a lot of, just like you almost have to be there. It's like a, almost like a circus inside atmosphere inside. But all of it revolves around like different, you know, angles on climate, like from vegans, like a lot of vegans and like you know don't eat meat, kind of thing, to like uh, again like nuclear people and like civil society groups from all sectors, like youth and uh, labor, you know, women groups. So it's like, it's a big mix of everything. Yeah. Well, have you been um, able to get through all of it? Like walk through the entirety no. of the system? <laughs> no, maybe. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely like um, like something that you asked the other day, it's like how are other people talking about the COP or the climate conference um, locally? Uh, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I've been keeping my, my ears peeled and it's not, not a topic locally. Um, I do see some news articles here and there and, and some social media posts from different organizations. Um, I saw, I was reading an interesting post um, by a, a growing culture 
um, which is like a food sovereignty group. And they were, um, you know, making connections around big agriculture and um, the need for them to be accountable. Uh, yeah, I, I also saw some of the uh, uh, Filipino groups, the national democratic groups in the Philippines um, doing a sign-on letter to uh, stop the, the um, plunder of resources and tell foreign multinational corporations to stop destroying their, you know, their, 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 their environment uh, and then for the government to stop letting them um, do large-scale mining. Uh, it's very uh, open pit mining. It's very uh, dangerous for the land. Um, so that's yeah. why we have so many land, landslides and floods because <laughs> the land has been destroyed by corporations. Yeah, so, I mean, today uh, a cool thing happened. Um, we went to the Climate Justice Pavilion, uh, which I didn't know this, but um, the Robert Bull Bullard, uh, which is, he's one of the founders of the EJE movement in the United States and uh, a whole bunch of other, like, people that helped start the early EJ movement. Um, uh that's like their space so i was able to meet him and uh, like talk to him for a little bit i'm in 18 books i think he might help i have, have a, you have a lot of them yeah i have like four of them okay yeah okay. <laughs> they're on my shelf so do not touch me. <laughs> <laughs> they're signed copies is that right <laughs> yeah we've been working together a long time they were host in their climate justice pavilion. They were hosting a, a panel from with that featured Tom Goldtooth, uh, Ariel Deranger from Indigenous Climate Action out of Canada, um, uh, organizer from um, Gaia, and uh, that fights incinerators, and uh, Nemo Basi, uh, African activist, climate activist. Um, and uh, Benishi Albert from the Climate Justice Alliance. So they were able to talk about like a lot of the false solutions and stuff. And they were, you know, I think on my social media, I posted a video of some of their speeches. Uh, but yeah, they were talking about, well, there was a speaker that was talking about how like everything is in this comp has been like greenwashed, including um, this like, what what it means to like decolonize like even like corporations are holding like decolonizing like uh workshops within themselves right so it was just talking about how like the cop in a lot of ways is a continuation of of colonialism like when you talk to like indigenous people they're like you know when did you notice like everything start to change you're like well you know we started notice everything changed when we first con got contact with white people so, you know, there was um, a good analysis of just like indigenous perspective of of climate change that, you know, goes way back. Um, so, yeah, it was like very interesting discussions like that. I um, uh, was able to also uh, be at the booth, the It Takes Roots booth, and got to talk and hand out Hoodwinked and the Hot House booklets um, to a lot of people. So. That was fun. Um, um, and uh, I, again, went to that action with uh, um, that centered uh, human rights. 
and incarcerated peoples. So we also have audio and video of that. So hopefully um, uh, the producers will be able to kind of put some of those audio uh, together in this episode. So yeah, pretty busy day. Tomorrow again, we go back and, um, and work on some stuff like that again. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and then for those who want a copy of Hoodwinked in the Hot House, definitely the uh, Climate Justice Just Transition Manual on understanding all these different false solutions and carbon schemes that um, corporations use. Um, I believe FUJ has copies in, in-house and also Climate Justice Alliance has, um, you can order it online too. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, um, I think it's a very good manual. I think somebody had asked yesterday, I think you said about uh, hydrogen. That's right, um, yeah. In that uh, booklet, it talks about hydrogen, how it is a false solution. Um, and they talked about it actually today in one of the panels about how there's like green hydrogen, pink hydrogen, like a whole bunch of different kinds of hydrogen. Um that actually it takes way more energy to produce that hydrogen fuel fuel cell battery. Um, it takes way more energy than it actually gives out. And that the, the making of the hydrogen uh, fuel cell is way more um, extractive. Um, it's way extractive. So it's still not like a source of clean energy. So... If they go to the hoodwinked in the hothouse, it has like a bunch of those technologies that are being explored as, you know, friendly, climate friendly. So encourage uh, the, the person that contacted us to read hoodwinked in the hothouse. Yeah. Yes. Good blog. Yeah. It makes me want to like pick it up again, too. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember that chapter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, I feel like all of our, our, our lawmakers should read that book, too. Um, it's in its third edition, so it's been um, updated uh, three times now, uh, or twice now um, from its original copy, and it's just, like, really breaks down in everyday people's terms and, and, and has a lot of um, background information, the history, um, like, where do these um, policies come from? What, what are the impacts on people? Things that, um, you know, they don't tell you when they're talking about these kind of green, green um, technology things. Um, they don't really talk about how it impacts people or uh, how, to, how extracted it is or, you know, its impacts on, on communities. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Um, sounds like a, a nice full day. Um, and um, yeah, looking forward to watch those videos. I feel like I haven't seen a lot of the It Takes Roots uh, delegation since um, the Soul to Soul um, action that we had in 2018 in San Francisco um, when we, we uh, mobilized in, in the thousands uh, around climate, climate justice and just transition. Um, I remember Governor Jerry Brown had like invited all of these people, corporations and different governments to San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like a mini local cop. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
no, and I mean, a lot of the same players are still here, and the same things are being talked about, you know. So, and just, you know, but I think it's good that there's always the grassroots folks kind of like to keep 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 them in check. Mm-hmm. Also trying to report on what are they talking about? What are they proposing mm-hmm. and recommending? Because, yeah, it's, in the long run, it's going to impact us in our and our families, our communities, our workplaces, you know. So we should really know what, what they're talking about behind those doors. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any, um like, new thing that you've learned recently, like, or something that you um, heard uh, that was kind of new to you at one of these cops, at this cop in particular? Um, just uh, a lot of, um, like, uh, I guess the whole thing about the financing, um, whether or not the rich countries are going to, give money to the developing nations or the third world nations, you know, the global South. I think that's still um, something that, um, that I've been learning more about. The, it's called the lost damage. It's called lost damage. So it's um, like a climate debt from the rich countries that are is owed to the global South and whether or not they're going to follow through. Um, tomorrow, actually, um, <clears throat> Joe Biden is going to give a speech here in Sharm El Sheikh. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he has to say about the U.S.'s role in all of this. Um, so we'll be trying to get some audio and some some report backs on what Joe Biden has to say. Oh, man. Joe is there. <laughs> Yeah. I remember his speech at the uh, AFL-CIO uh, uh, convention. I was watching it online, and he said this line that doesn't wild me up. He said that climate change means jobs. And in part, like, the context is, like, po- positive. Like, climate change is good. It's going to create jobs, which I, I felt a little... <laughs> uh, was I don't know. It just seemed inappropriate, uh, in, you know, in the same in the same speech talking about oil exploration. So I don't know. Um, it's the same guy who was pushing for a green new deal. So a little nervous. I mean, yes, we should create jobs, but we shouldn't, you know, be glad that this crisis is, you know, um, there's so much death and destruction involved with it. I, it's not. It's uh. It's not yeah. something to be excited about. Um, right. Just thinking about a lot of the families and people back home or in the third world, like, who are struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's definitely an interesting guy. Um. So and tomorrow, from what we've been hearing, also like Nancy Pelosi and a big U.S. delegation will be in town. So they'll be making rounds around the blue zone and around town. Um, so if we can see them, we'll you'll try to get some video or try to get close to them and ask them a few questions. Okay, we'll try to give him a, a copy of Hoodwinked in the Hot House. 
<laughs> yeah, I know Ananda, our friend Ananda, gave a copy directly to John Kerry oh, yeah. when he was here like okay. a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Are they Twitter friends? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Dang. Okay, go Ananda. Uh, yeah. Well, please share, like, yeah, how that goes, or if you're able to get close enough to see uh, Joe, Joe and John. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we try to get anybody famous around walking <laughs> around. We'll get their interviews mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. I really don't have a sense of, I, I think besides like Leonardo DiCaprio, like any like Hollywood celebrity people who are really into climate change issues. I don't know. Am I, am I wrong? Is there like, is Leo the one dude who's like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen, I don't think they've had a Leonardo DiCaprio here yet. Um, otherwise it'd be a huge thing. Um, but. Never know, he may make a surprise appearance. Yeah. Really encourage folks to talk to your neighbors or your friends or family members. They were saying, like, this is the issue of um, this this generation and has has a lot of things with it. And so, um, should be a, a topic that puts us out in the line, you know. Yeah. We're also talking about solutions. Yeah, and I think uh, another cool thing is that tomorrow some of the just transition alliance folks are going to be on one of the panels that. Um, I wanted to go check out, so it'd be both folks from our delegation presenting. So we'll also get more, um, more interviews and audio from from their panel. Um, also, we're gonna I'm on a panel I think on Saturday. So it'll be my first panel for at the UN uh, this year. So we'll try to get some clips from that too. Wow. You and panel, okay. Yes, take lots of pictures. Oh yeah, we're trying to work on some right now, so we'll try to upload them and send them over to Front and Centered. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, if folks have um, like questions or comments, please direct it to the Front and Centered uh social media or even direct message myself or edgar yeah is there anything else you want to share before we roll off Uh, no i mean i i just hope that uh some of the audio and videos uh make it so people can kind of listen in to some of the sights and sounds of of the cop um yeah it's really hard to explain a lot of it sometimes you just have to see it uh just how wild it is and tomorrow i'll try to get some more videos from inside the blue zone just to people can see how like chaotic it is just like how many people are there and just all the different groups and 
projects that are happening. So I'll try to get a little bit more from like the different pavilions. Cool. Yes. Thank you for being on the ground. Um, reporting from Sharm El Sheikh. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Jill. Yeah, I know you. It's late there, so I want you to get some sleep and finish up your photos. I also have to go back to work, but yeah, All good right. to talk with you. All right. See ya. Well, see ya. See you tomorrow. And yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Crash the Cop with Jill and Egger on, on the front lines. We'll see you next time. This reporting of COP27 is part of a collaboration with Rainier Avenue Radio and is also part of a new environmental justice podcast, On the Front Lines. The first season of On the Front Lines explores people's movements in the Philippines, cooperative farms, frontline community health in Washington, the dangers or false solutions such as nuclear energy and carbon markets, the promise of the Just Transition Framework, and a project celebrating the untold stories of Nikkei farmers in Bellevue. Ten episodes feature local and global guests, including frontline advocates, organizers, workers, filmmakers, artists, and more. Look for the podcast via website at frontinsummer.org or search for On the Front Lines, available now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Anyways, that's all for now. See you soon on Crash the Cop with Jill Negri.